Welcome to the Here and Now Motherhood podcast. Here and Now Motherhood is a nonprofit designed to support moms in their transition to motherhood. I'm your host, Nicole Hunt. Welcome back to the Here and Now Motherhood podcast, everybody. Today's episode is kicking off our month-long series on Ayurveda and specifically how that Ayurvedic care can benefit us new mothers. So today we're going to be interviewing Christine Eck, who is the director for the Center for Sacred Window Studies. They train Ayurvedic postpartum caregivers, doulas. And the rest of the month we'll be interviewing the other instructors to learn more about Ayurveda and how it can help us moms postpartum get from discomfort all the way to thriving. I'm going to give you a quick intro to Ayurveda, and then we're going to get into our interview with Christine. I'm really excited to be focusing on Ayurveda because it really changed my postpartum experience, that transition into motherhood for me, and also it's just changed my life. So let's get into it. So to get started, let me give you a little introduction to what Ayurveda is. Ayurveda translates to the study of life. It's the sister science of yoga, and it uses routines, food, and specific kinds of yoga to bring balance into our lives. So if you remember our first episode about the balance spectrum how a lot of times we get plopped in this discomfort area and we are not sure how to make it all the way to thriving. Ayurveda is an important factor in how I made my way to thriving. I found Ayurveda by attending a prenatal yoga training with Lydia Mehta here in Johnson City, Tennessee with her yoga school, Inner Sea Yoga, and we were at Downtown Yoga and she just mentioned in passing that Ayurveda was had something to do with honoring the different seasons of life, and that's really important for pregnancy. And I was like, what is Ayurveda? That sounds amazing and perfect for here now motherhood and perfect for me. So I wrote it down and, of course, spelled it wrong because who knows how to spell Ayurveda if you have never seen it before. And I... After the training, I came home and just started reading as much as I could. And it's kind of confusing to start off with Ayurveda. So I found Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda, a book by Sahara Rose, and started reading that. And it's kind of a newer book. And that was a really good introduction for me about Ayurveda. And so I started understanding the principles behind it and started applying it. So... As I started applying it, I started changing, just making small tweaks to my diet and making some routine tweaks to my life as well. And I started seeing some really, really incredible results. Although each of us have different body types and will need different things, the average postpartum mother will greatly benefit from root vegetables that are naturally sweet. So if you were to take away something from this and just test it out to see what kind of results you would get, I would recommend trying um, sweet potato, carrots, butternut squash, parsnips, so like naturally sweet root vegetables, incorporating those into the diet. And then instead of using like your olive oil or coconut oil, 
replacing that with sesame oil instead because it's very grounding and very warming and um, it has some really great effects. And on top of that, maybe incorporating fresh bone broth, which you can make in your Instant Pot. It sounds like a lot, but it's really not a big deal. In addition, using more cinnamon and fresh ginger is great. So if you were to take away just something from this podcast, I would say incorporating that into your diet will have some great effects. As for routines for mothers, I would say just start with something where you're waking up before your baby is and you have something that's centered on you, um, and that would be a great start. As for yoga, I would say something gentle and grounding, so not a power flow vinyasa, but like a gentle flow class. Out of that food, routine, and yoga, I would say just start with one that sounds appealing. See what kind of emotional, mental, physical, spiritual effects you have. Ayurveda takes all parts of a person into account, so the spirit, mind, and body. So making these small adjustments to diet, the way we move our bodies, and routines can really have a profound impact. That's what I saw. Even just making some small changes like that, I really saw my mind become more clear. I felt like external forces couldn't uh, bother me anymore. I felt like I could sleep better. I could deal with life the way that I wanted to. I felt very grounded, relaxed, and calm. And not to mention, it helped me with constipation issues I'd been having ever since I had my baby. Ayurveda truly was the missing piece that I needed. Uh, I, I had a hard time getting answers to a lot of the questions and concerns I had, and Ayurveda helped me solve them myself, which was very empowering for me and also had some incredible mental and emotional benefits for me as well. So this really was the missing piece for me. Excited to introduce onto the podcast Christine Eck with the Center for Sacred Window Studies. Hi, Christine. We're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks so much, Nicole. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Um, would you mind just introducing who you are and your organization, the Center for Sacred Window Studies? Sure, sure. So I um I came to this work pretty pretty much from a personal level and came across Yisha Oaks, the founder of the original Sacred Window School, um, when I was pregnant with my second child. It had been a very difficult and surprisingly difficult time with uh, my first postpartum experience. And I think how a lot of people come to this work is through their own um, their own journeys. And um, I was so inspired by Yisha and everything that she brought to um, combining Ayurvedic philosophy um, with postpartum caregiving. At the time, I was in school for Ayurveda, and so I was so excited to have some answers and to have some uh, control put in my hands for how I could make my own experience different than it had been the first time. Um, and so, you know, a, a long journey of sort of working on and off with Yisha over the years. And then when she passed away in 2015, there was a, a big gap in this um, beautiful education that she'd been providing 
Um, and so myself and a few of her other students and, and faculty sort of teamed up to keep her teachings alive. And we created a mentoring program. Um, and eventually that just sort of felt like it really needed her. And so we, uh, I decided to launch the Center for Sacred Window Studies as um, really a a reflection of who who I am and who our team members are, and we just really bring ourselves. Um, also, giving so much honor uh, to everything that Yisha brought before us and her teachers before her. Um, yeah, that's a, and brief the story of the beginning of the Center for Sacred Window Studies. That's awesome. Um, what do you feel like makes um, the Center for Sacred Window Studies different from Ayur? different Ayurvedic postpartum doula organizations? Hmm. You know, I think it's really the people who, it's the people who create uniqueness. So, so our program is really, you know, a reflection of the individual paths that myself and our team members have all taken um, just as other folks who are coming to this work and teaching it are bringing their perspectives and their journeys and their teachers. Um, what I think is so beautiful about Ayurveda is it's, it's such a, a personal understanding of, of that sort of universal organization of, of the human experience as part of this macrocosm. And so the way that we each understand it and come to it um, looks a little bit different. And so, I mean, what's important to us first and foremost is that this program is accessible to anyone, anywhere. Um, I know that when I came to find this work, I couldn't travel to New Mexico to work with Isha. I had a a baby at home. I was pregnant with another one. um, And I felt so grateful that she was willing to work with me long distance. Um, So that for me was very important. Um, And I think... I think the Center for Sacred Window Studies has um, a wider scope in terms of uh, postpartum caregiving. Um, We recognize that Ayurveda is an ancient study, an ancient um, path that, that we really don't know. I mean, we're just you know, it's the lifetimes of knowledge and, and we recognize all the things that we don't know, but we do stand very firm in the, the human experience, the birther experience and, and finding balance and health and support in whatever ways are going to create the sattvic result that we want for, for our, our, our new moms. And by sattvic, I mean, um, peaceful and loving and clear and grounded. And we talk a lot in our program about the universal mother principles. And these are, uh, these include flexibility and simplicity and uh, compassion and listening and intuition and grounding. And most importantly for me is non-judgment. And so if a family is coming to their sacred window uh, with with no understanding of Ayurveda, I want to be able to honor their comfort level and provide the care for them that's going to give them the results that we want to see, which is, you know, um, the effects of this, this sattvic uh, treatments or not treatments, but actions and caregiving techniques that we're, we're giving to them to help them feel good, to help them feel calm, to help them feel 
um, the best that they can feel and, and what is often a really challenging time. That's incredible. When, when you're dealing with families that don't have a big background in Ayurveda, how do you explain some of the um, concepts of what you're, what you're doing or maybe the reasons behind maybe the food or the practices that you're tying into your caregiving work? You know, Nicole, that's such a good question. It, it really depends. I mean, there have been times where I have not mentioned Ayurveda at all, and I will just navigate my caregiving um, to provide the types of qualities that are important for that person at that time without going into um, terminology or philosophy or principles of Ayurvedic medicine. Um, but there are often times where people are really curious and they they seek um, caregivers out who have this background because they, they're interested in it. So it depends on the, on the family. Um, I definitely have told our students in the past that it's, it's important to understand the concepts and be able to provide the caregiving that will support the balancing qualities we're after, which is what is really missing in allopathic medicine in this Western tradition is we we're not paying attention to um, to the qualities and that Ayurveda so beautifully understands. So, you know, it's it's if it's overwhelming for a family to hear unfamiliar terminology or even to be eating um, food that's totally unfamiliar, we will take the the nutritional principles that we know from Ayurvedic philosophy and we'll sort of weave it into things that the person is already comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, I Nobody wants to be overwhelmed even more when they're a brand new parent. So is... Um, as comfortable as we can make that person, uh, the better. So sometimes it's really not important to be talking specifically about Ayurveda. It's just understanding the way that we can shift that person's well-being based on what we feed them and how we care for them and how we speak to them, how we listen to them, and external supports like uh, you know the oil massage and and some herbal support foods. That's incredible. Yeah, that's great. Are you currently working with clients one-on-one or are you just um, training caregivers and doulas right now? Yeah, at this point, I am not working one-on-one very often. I've got um, a house full of little ones here. And at at one point, you know, it sort of occurred to me that I really need to be giving the caregiving to myself and not going into... um, into homes anymore um, for a little while. And then the opportunity came about to work uh, with, with Isha's teachings um, and keeping those alive. And, and that has sort of really brought me here to this path that really is perfect for me in a way. I, I in, in past careers, I've been a classroom teacher. Um, you know, I, my Ayurvedic background and my personal experience as a mother of four, it's kind of combining all these paths that I've walked into, into this new journey that feels incredible. That's awesome. How did you originally find Ayurveda? You know, I had always been really interested in, um, in herbalism and spirituality and, 
um, all kinds of different alternative healing practices. And at some point, um, I came across Ayurveda through yoga. Um, and I remember finding the Kripalu school of Ayurveda. Uh, I live in Western Massachusetts and, and it was almost as if this light bulb just sort of went off and, and, you know, it was a stretch, but we made it work, um, going out there, um, for the sessions over two years. And it was, uh, just an incredible find when when I remember being in that first class and just realizing that I was in the exact right place at that moment, and that is a beautiful feeling. It really is. It it almost sounds like um, Ayurveda has a spiritual quality for you. Is that true? Absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because the more I have gotten into Ayurveda, like it started out um, physical and like mental, emotional, and it's become like deeply spiritual for me. And like I've I've listened to Dr. Ladd talk about how it's spirit, mind and body science. And yeah, can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. I I really think this is so important because they really can't be separated. Ayurveda understands health in terms of a person's physical body, in terms of their their mental um, health, their emotional health, their spiritual health, their sensory health. All of these aspects of being are connected with one another. So if someone is feeling unhealthy for example, you know, going through childbirth is an enormous transition in life, and it can often be difficult in certain ways. And so if a person is not able to digest and understand and come to peace with the experience that they've just had, that can have effects on how they feel physically um, how their digestion um, is is moving, how how they're able to perceive events that happen to them. Um, so when I understand spirituality for myself through Ayurveda, it's so linked to how I feel in general. Um, when I feel as though I'm taking care of my heart, my mind, uh, my connection with the universe and my physical body. Um, and it, it sounds like, oh gosh, that's a lot of things. That's a lot of work, but it's, it's really not. It's, it's really understanding how to just pay attention. And when something feels a little off, recognizing that it's not just from the body or not just, you know, um, and I just so appreciate that about the Ayurvedic understanding of, of health. And that is um, a real gift for caring for postpartum people because it is so much of a, a heart time, a spirit time, uh, an emotional time, and of course, a physical healing time. There's all of these aspects of healing that really need to be acknowledged and looked at at the same time. And that's what we're training people to do. That's incredible. Um. You mentioned that, um, I mean, we kind of talked about the physical and mental 
benefits of Ayurveda as well. Um, and you kind of mentioned that digestion can kind of get out of whack for moms postpartum. What are some other things physically and mentally that you've seen? Um, some of the problems you've seen in new moms and some of the happy ending stories that you've seen. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, um, I think probably the biggest struggle that I see is stems from not recognizing how vulnerable one really is after they have given birth um, on the part of the birther and on the part of our society as a whole. Um, and when that is not acknowledged, um, there's really a, a lack of support um, and that can lead to so many different things, including difficulties with nursing and breastfeeding and lactation, difficulties um, getting the proper nourishment, difficulties with feeling uh, with feeling confident as a new parent, um, especially with first-time parents. It, there's so much to learn, you know, and if, if a person isn't feeling like they are well taken care of, uh, that can turn into anxiety. It can turn into um, depression. It can turn into a lot of, of things that potentially are really unnecessary if the right types of support systems are in place. So, um, you know, I think a lot of the struggles that we see with so many families and so many new moms, new birthers is just stemmed from not having enough support. Mm-hmm. What would happen if families knew automatically that so-and-so is having a baby and this is the kind of food we're going to give her, this is the support people who are going to be in place, we're going to come in this day and this day, and we're going to take care of the older kids, we're going to take care of the house, um, and not just for a week, you know, yeah. we've got this understanding that this is, you know, six weeks minimum, you know, we need to really be taking care of this brand new parent. Um, I just really think that that would take care of so much of what we see. 100%. I totally agree. I was just talking with a friend today and she was reading through her journal entries of when she had, she has three kids now, but this journal entry was when she only had two and she was just like losing it, like so unhappy, so overwhelmed. I was like, that just never should have happened to you. And it shouldn't happen to any mom, but it happens all the time, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. And, you know, each child that's added on, there's a different dynamic. It's a, it's a, almost like a brand new family, you know, when you add um, one more and, you know, with the first, it's so much about figuring out what you're doing. And with the second, it's realizing that you have to balance, you know, you're balanced your caregiving with, you know, two children. And, um, it is, it is hard. It's definitely hard. And it can also be amazingly empowering when we are given the opportunity to be cared for. I love that. If you were to tell somebody some of the, I mean, you kind of already talked about it, but if you could summarize what the benefits are of a postpartum doula in general, for someone who may not know, um, what would you say? Hmm. Well, I certainly think 
that having extra support that is not your partner is invaluable. Um, and it can look so many different ways and it will look, and it should look so many different ways depending on what your specific life is like and what the support pieces are that you need. Maybe you have um, incredible friends who know how to cook delicious food and you've got the meal things situated. You've got the coverage there. So maybe you want someone to come in and do some really great TLC for you, including uh, sitz baths or um, postpartum massage or herbal support or help around the house or care for your older children. Um, or honestly, I think what I would really like to see is the postpartum doulas stepping in as an organizer role for the individual's family community and their friend community, being the person that can help create the structures to, to really support that person throughout their window. Because it's so hard to ask for the help yourself sometimes, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's, it's, um, it's not an easy thing to do in this culture that we live in where we're so capable, we're so good at, um, at being self-sufficient. But this is a time where that is counterproductive. And so finding other people, hiring other people if we can to step in and take care of things is so valuable. I wish that for every brand new parent. Totally. That's incredible. What would you say is your favorite part of either being a, a doula or training doulas? Mm, well, I I can talk to both. I think my favorite part of doing the Ayurvedic postpartum caregiving is is being having the privilege of being present at such a transformational wide open time for a brand new family. What is so beautiful about the Ayurvedic perspective is understanding this concept of a kaya kalpa. It's a sacred window. This is what we call the sacred window. And what's special about this time is that the senses and the heart, um, the all of the tissues are sort of wide open for starting fresh. And it's very sensitive. It's a very vulnerable time. So to be present when a family is in this beautiful open state and to be providing elements of support, whether it's meal preparation, whether it's you know sitting and listening, and whether it's the body work, whether it's um, just being there during that sacred moment, and certainly being there for a birth, you know, as a birth doula is such a privilege, and it's that is that is spiritual right there. Um, but this whole postpartum window where we're seeing a family evolve into what it will be going forward is such a privilege. Um, and, and in terms of teaching, I just, I love so much connecting with other people around the world who are recognizing the need that's here. And so I'm finding so much, um, inspiration and synchronicity and, and tapping into all the energy and movement that is there for creating a different paradigm in our culture, specifically in the United States, where we're 
really behind in where the caregiving for postpartum families should be. So to be a part of creating some change and growing awareness is, uh, I don't even have words. I love it so much. And I feel so grateful to be able to do that. That's incredible. Um, as a Ayurvedic postpartum caregiver, what do you wish all moms knew? Mm, I think I would wish that, well, I wish a lot of things, <laughs> mostly that, that they just knew how, how tender they were. Um, but I also wish hmm, you know, Nicole, I, I really do think that if I can wish for every brand new family that they can have access to someone who can provide some conscious postpartum caregiving that sort of takes into account their their mind, their heart, their body, their senses, all of it, and recognizes the 42-day window as a minimum, then we're going to start to see these practices of, of great postpartum awareness pass along to generations because when one person experiences it, they never forget it. And they will make sure that their friends and their daughters or their daughter-in-laws or whoever it is in the next generations, they're going to start doing that. So what I think we're doing is really incredible for putting back into place longstanding ancient traditions that really have been lost in our modern day shuffle. So I, I think as much as we're training postpartum caregivers, postpartum doulas. We're training educators and we're training activists. We're training people to go out and let other people know that this is a big, important issue and every brand new parent needs to be cared for in a better way. I love that. I'm like getting teary-eyed as you're <laughs> saying all of this. It's so important. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's it's really, I see it happening. I really do. I feel that we're part of it and um, it's very exciting. If if there was a mom listening to this podcast that was struggling with this transition into motherhood, whether that's the first 42 days postpartum or after, what would you say to her? I would say that sometimes it's okay when things feel hard. Um, recognizing that there are always helpers if we need a helper and that it is our responsibility as a mother, as a, a parent caring and wanting to do the best that we can for our babies to get help for ourselves if we need it. And if we're having trouble feeling feeling secure in our heart and our mind, if we're having trouble feeding ourselves the way we know we need to be fed, finding someone to be a helper is invaluable and it's empowering. To be able to ask for help really is empowering. It is not defeating. 
It is very important. And recognizing that you are worth getting that help because you are doing the most important job of caring for this brand new baby. And even, you know, gosh, I mean, we have so, so long to, there's a great blog post on our, on our website about that first year. You know, we talk so much about the first six weeks, but this transition really lasts long, you know, and sometimes it's like that first six weeks, if we get the right care, it's so, we feel really good, you know, and then all of a sudden the the doula goes home and then we're, you know, sort of months in and feeling like, gosh, this is really hard because it's, it's a process of integration, you know, integrating the role of, of caregiver to a child forever. You know, this is a big transition. And I will say personally, for me, I, I felt like I got better at it each time around a little bit. But those first years for me were 100% the hardest. And now I've got four and you would think that, oh my gosh, that must be really hard. But it's it's maybe harder sometimes in different ways. But in terms of the confidence, in terms of feeling <coughs> strong, it's it's better now. What practical tips would you have for um, a mom that was struggling, something she can take away and maybe do today or tomorrow? Hmm. You know, Nicole, I'm a big proponent of breath awareness and just simply finding space to sit still and breathe. And that's something that can be done while you're nursing your baby Um, it can be done even while you're driving. Um, of course you keep your eyes open, (laughs) but just simply stopping and breathing is so powerful. And it's something I teach to all new moms. That's awesome. And I feel like with that breath awareness, you can kind of like check in with yourself of like, how am I doing? Wow, my breath is like way really high in my chest. Like I can't even get my tummy to expand. And then you can also kind of slow down and relax a little bit with it as well. So I think that's really great. Absolutely. It's such a great self-assessment tool. Um, A lot of times moms, like this first 42 days, they didn't get what they needed. Like they didn't get that support that we're talking about. And I meet a lot of those moms where they're like two years in and like very overwhelmed. So while that first 42 days is really important and has a lot of potential to really regenerate that tissue and make, like put you in a really good state, what would you say for a mom that maybe didn't get what she needed during those first 42 days and is much further along in her journey and is still struggling? Mm, That's so important because so many of us did not get the ideal sacred window. (coughs) So I would say you claim your sacred window anytime you need it. And you have not done yourself a disservice by not knowing that you can create a conscious caregiving window of time for yourself anytime you need it. 
and it can be a short window, it can be a long window, whatever you need, but um, there is, is no goodness that comes from feeling bad about what we didn't know before. We can only move forward and, and recognize that it's never too late to give yourself good care. That's awesome. I think that's really fantastic. <laughs> Claiming your, your sacred window whenever you need it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about it. There's so many times of transition in our lives. Maybe we're recovering for an, from an illness or maybe we're going through a major life change. Um, these are moments that, that take, they need pause. They need conscious action to be able to create inner balance and physical balance um, while we are in a vulnerable place. So um, I love the idea and the I love the idea of creating your own sacred window at all these moments that we need it. That's great. Um, I've because I've spoken with some moms that feel a little discouraged when they when they hear about it. They're like, "Oh, whoops, <laughs> I didn't know." And so I love that you're like, "No, you can do it now. It's fine." Yeah, absolutely. And and like I said earlier, this, you know, so many of us come to this work because we were totally unaware, you know, when it was the first time that we became a parent. And so there were a lot of things that I did that first time around that never, never happened again when I had the others, because I, I felt the results of those things, just the result of being completely unaware and not ready. What, since you're doing this work that is very like heart centered, that's very caring, how do you make sure that you get enough, that you're filled up instead of just emptying yourself and winding up on empty? Oh, it's such a good question. Um, And, you know, I think that in guiding our students through this program, we really, um, it's kind of this beautiful synchronicity because we're teaching people how to give incredible care to brand new moms, birthers at this, this incredibly vulnerable time using these universal mother principles. So we encourage our students to take on those mother principles for themselves because going through an educational program while, you know, they're, they're working jobs, they're, they're moms, they're busy in their lives and to add on a program can feel stressful sometimes. So whenever there is stress or concern that comes up, we sort of guide our students to be as gentle with themselves as we want them to be gentle with new parents. And so I feel like I have this built-in structure already there for myself. You know, when I start to feel overwhelmed or tired or um, confused or a little bit less excited because things are getting to be a little bit much for the moment, um, recognizing that I need to embody those universal mother principles for myself really sort of sorts everything out. Um, so I have to remind myself to do it. I'll start to feel, um, spent, you know, and then I can remember, okay, 
Let's just take some step back, steps back, pause, and um, and practice some some compassion, some intuition, some grounding. Um, and if that means just putting things aside for a couple of days, then that's what I do. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's really important for no matter who's listening to this podcast, if they're working with women in a doula perspective or if they're a mom, because it's the same thing, really. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have any last words for our listeners? Well, Nicole, I just, I want to acknowledge you and all the great work that you are doing. Um, thank you so much for inviting me to speak with you. Um, I think that we're all in this together and, and it's beautiful to be connecting with others who, who have such heart and such passion for creating some support and some change and awareness. So, um, yes, thank you, Nicole. You are awesome. Thank you so much. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Oh, it's my pleasure too. Thank you so much, Nicole. That was Christine Eck, and if you want to get a hold of her, then you can reach out via email at christine at sacredwindowstudies.com. You can also find her on the web at sacredwindowstudies.com, and we'll include those links in the show notes. If you have any questions about Ayurveda, feel free to reach out to us at Here and Now Motherhood. We're on Instagram, and you can also reach me at nicole at hereandnowmotherhood.org. And we're so excited for you to apply some of these. So if you have any successes with Ayurveda, please let us know on our Instagram page and we would love to hear more about it. Until next time, this has been the Here and Now Motherhood Podcast. 